Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, good Saturday morning, KMOX friends, and welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Rich Orris here again, filling in today for Scott Mosby. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being part of our wonderful family, our wonderful show right here on KMOX. But I do want to give everyone, you know, a big, quick heads up here that uh, kind of a quick call to action today because we've got the Billikens pregame show coming up. So we've got a little shorter show for you today. So for everybody, I congratulate the Billikens winning, moving on. This is awesome. But we've got a quick show for you today. So get in early, get in often, call in now to get your questions answered. we got about 40 minutes here. Whatever you have going on from the foundation to the roof, we can help you out today. Love to hear from you. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So I thought I'd kind of start out maybe filling in the blanks, you know, kind of reminding people, um, you know, how I got here. Why, why do I do this? Why am I here? You know, that sort of thing. And so, you know, my my background personally a little bit, I kind of started, you know, right out of high school. Um, well, actually... <laughs> Pretty much as soon as I could drive, I started cutting grass um, for for a bunch of my my father had a property management remodeling company, so I started cutting grass. Once I graduated high school, started painting, working hands on, getting things done. Eventually, you know, through a couple different companies, becoming a, a full on carpenter, building stuff, and then coming here with Scott Mosby to, uh, you know, come in and. Started out in the field. Now I'm kind of working on visiting people, doing some home sales consulting for for Scott at his company at Mosby Building Arts. And, you know, we just love to be here. We love to help out. We love to educate and really fill in the blanks and, and see what we could do to, to help everybody out. It's really a part of what I do for all of everybody every day of the week. So love coming in on Saturdays and doing that and getting around to helping out. So, We've got uh, phones lighting up already. Marsha has a question for us. Marsha, are you there? Thanks for calling. Yes, I am. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I question about gutters. Uh, we have discovered, um, well, realized we have a problem with underground drainage from the gutters because it's clogging up. And so we're considering putting on some kind of a leaf guard in the gutters. Um, and I know, I think Scott prefers two different ones. Uh-huh. I don't remember which two they were, which companies. And the other question is, is it okay to do them in existing gutters, or do you really have to replace the gutters? Uh, our home is 29 years old. Okay, sure, Marcia. So so is your clogging happening underground in the pipes that go away from the house in the ground? Yes. Okay. Um, so there's a couple angles I would look at this because, um, you know, first of all, if uh, – if your pipes in the ground are corrugated pipes, um, yeah. and this is kind of just informational only because not just the clogging that might be happening, but if those are corrugated pipes, those pipes could be kind of squishing and they'll they'll smash and they'll break and they'll fill up with dirt and mud. So my, my pre-warning is that a gutter cover helmet or leaf guard gutters or something like that might not completely solve 
your issue if it's not just debris from the roof that's clogging those 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 lines in the ground. So we might want to look at those lines a little bit and make sure that, you know, you're not fixing one thing, but, you know, trying to fix a problem, but you're not really stopping what's happening underground if we don't know for sure. Um, So looking in those pipes, maybe some camera scopes, you know, things like that to see how the condition is and if those pipes, you know, what's clogging, what's working, that might give you an answer of a different solution for you. Um, You know, better PVC pipes and stuff in the ground. Um, yeah, so, they are corrugated. Um, yeah. They haven't been flushed out in ages. And I know my husband's been in And uh, there's, you can do augering, which can kind of rough on those. I don't think you can do those very well. Or there's power attachments to uh, power washers that you can use. Uh-huh. Yeah. So which do you think is a better way to go on trying to unclog them? Well, so the corrugated pipes are softer, thinner, and a lot of times they can get damaged when you're trying to unclog them. Right. Um, so I would always, you know, I, I take that to the professionals and say they have some water jet ones that they use um, to, to kind of unclog them. And, and then the professional can also, and this is kind of like the same type of Roto-Rooter type company for, you know, in your basement, under your basement floor, they can also look in there with a camera when they do it or give you more advice on the condition of the actual pipe because you might, even if you get it clear, you might need to end up replacing that pipe. And if you go with a solid PVC smooth wall pipe, it's going to hold up a little bit better and it's going to you know, hang on you know, for, for more years and everything, staying clear and everything for you. Um, so you know, that's the kind of direction I would personally take that as they can run their stuff through it's just like calling like a you know a drain scoping augering rotor type company so um, do you have suggestions on which ones um, i do not but you we do have some that we use and you could call our office and ask for that recommendation i don't have it it on me um, but yeah you could call in on monday um, the phone line is 314-909-1800, and they could give you a recommendation of someone that we use for that kind of augering and stuff. Okay. Um, but to get back to your gutter question is, one, it depends a little bit on what's around, what kind of debris are getting there on the advice of which you know system works the best. The, the best one that, that we know of that we talk about all the time is the leaf guard gutter system, but it is one system. It's a gutter and a helmet all in one. So you okay. have to do the gutters at the same time. They make other covers that can go on top of your existing gutters. And that's when you really, with the leaf guard, you don't have to really think about what's around. You know, it, what type of tree, all that really is... It, LeafGuard will work with all of them, but the some of the others that go on your existing gutters might not work as well with every type of leaf. There's some that have little holes in it, so if you have pine needles, they'll go into it. So, again, examining, like, what works with what tree debris, you know, if you're going to keep your existing gutters, um, is, is worth looking at. We use one all the time called SureFlow that goes on top of your existing gutters, and can filter stuff and and that sort of thing. So that would be probably the the medium go-to one for for Mosby here that goes on top of your existing gutters. Okay. 
What I they usually install them. The company installs those. Is that it? Yeah. Yep, and we can install the SureFlow one. We don't do LeafGuard because LeafGuard is LeafGuard. We can actually, we do exteriors, all that stuff, gutters, that. We could do the SureFlow one for you, um, but not the LeafGuard one. What I would not recommend is any type of gutter helmet that goes okay. on top of your existing gutters. Okay. And I have, I've done a lot of research on this, and, and I've had, I've seen a lot of those not work super well and it all depends on how your gutters are installed, pitched. They have to be in really good working order. And then the other issue is they tie into your roofing system. So if right. you go to get a new roof, you have to take them off, put them back, oh. get new. Something like that happens. And, you know, roofing manufacturers are they're particular about their warranties. And if there's any signs of anything going on, they could literally, if they wanted to, void your, your manufacturer's warranty saying those gutters should not touch our shingles. We're not going to warrant your roof because of that. So there's, there's some issues there why I would personally never go to those helmets that go on top of your existing gutters. Go to the ones that sit right on top of the gutter, does not touch, does not interfere with the roof and can still help you out depending on the type of trees you have and, and stuff like that. So, Okay, thank you very much. I remember hearing Scott Mosby say that before, but I couldn't remember which ones it was you're not supposed to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no problem. I appreciate the call. And, hey, um, we got a couple of calls here uh, coming in. If you can hang on the line through our first break, we'll get right to our friend Jim and Ann when we return. All the news and all that matters to you. The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. All right, here we go. We are back. Second segment here. Time's flying, running out. Rich Orris here again, filling in for Scott Mosby today. We've got some calls. We want to make sure we get through all of them for all you guys. Anybody else out there? If you have anything for me today, get in quick, get in early, 314-436-7900. Let's go straight to Ann, and uh, she has a question about a bathtub. Ann, are you there? I, I am. Thank you. Hey, thank I, you for calling in this morning. Sure, sure. I recently bought this townhouse, and uh, something that should have been caught, I think, on inspection but wasn't, there's a creaking, growing really loud creaking under the bathtub in the shower when you get in and short of removing or lifting it to see what's going on underneath. Is there anything that can be done? Oh, wow. Um, so is the bathtub itself, is it like an acrylic bathtub, kind of like a plastic, you would say? The surround is, but I think it's a pretty good bathtub. Let me see. I don't know. How do you tell? Um, I don't know. If you knock on it, does it sound like metal or does it sound like kind of yeah, plastic? It sounds it's like a, metal? I'm knocking on it. It yeah. sounds like metal. <laughs> okay, so so probably a steel tub. Um, so then really what you probably have going on is the floor underneath that tub squeaking, um, kind of like the subfloor movement maybe between – the you know floor joist and the plywood and that acrylic the plastic type feeling tubs they creak a lot too because they move a lot and and all of that so i'm guessing yours is going to be 
with a metal or steel tub, it's going to be in the actual subfloor. And without taking that tub out, I just, there's not going to be much of a way to get to that. If there's a room on the other side, um, does the tub back up to like the side of it back up to an exterior wall? No, it's the other, it's a, it's a condo townhouse. So it's the, uh, it's the neighbor on the, Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, so again, kind of like an exterior wall because the only outside shot you'd have is, you know, through the drywall from the other side of the wall on the five foot long side of the tub, but you'd mm-hmm. still have a whole center of the tub that would be really close to the floor. You could get to the left and to the right a little bit, but not down the middle very much. So th- it'd be a very small outside chance that that would even work out for you. Um, even if you could try it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's taking out the bathtub and making sure everything's secure, making sure the floor is, is glued and screwed and all of that. So stop Let those squeaks. Yeah, because the floor on the other side, you know, in the in the bathroom part, it, it, it squeaks too. Uh, and I did have the floors replaced throughout, but not in the bathroom, okay, because uh-huh. I was going to change it, you know, when I updated the bathroom. But um, if if the floor in the bathroom part, say like in front of the, the toilet, which is right next to the tub, if that was uh, replaced and screwed down and squeaks removed like I had, you know, in other parts of the house, do you think that would affect the tub? I, I know it's hard to say without but yeah, speaking. It, it is very hard to say, but I do believe you have a good chance it, it could. You know, it it really could because all of that could be right at the outside edge of the tub, you know, towards the floor. And if you get the floor very secured right up to the edge of that tub, it it, it may work. And and you could, you know, try it, too, to where I don't know how well, you know, a flooring contractor companies, you know, would would work with you and or, you know, particularly maybe want to stop what they're doing in the middle. But if they took all the squeaks out of that floor, they took the old floor up, repaired the squeaks, put screws through the subfloor, did all that so it didn't squeak anymore. And then if you got into your tub and it still started squeaking once you were in the tub, but it didn't when you were out of the tub, then you might want to just put the paws on your floor and go ahead and and go further, take the tub out, fix the floor underneath, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, new shower. You'd end up with new shower walls new tub or put the tub back, something like that. But, you know, you could go halfway, see where you're at, and then continue. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem. You are very, very welcome. Let's, uh, we got Jim on the line, has a comment about the gutters, and I think it sounds like it's a good one. Jim, are you there? Yeah, uh, Rich, <clears throat> excuse me. I I extended my gutters also, and I put the black flexible tubing in because I had a uh-huh. few slight bends. And after I blow my gutters out, I made a device I can put on my leaf blower and then look with a mirror. But what I'll do, I'll use my leaf blower, then I'll back blow from the yard up through the tubing, up through the downspout, up through the roof. Oh, wow. And so you, you can attach see, the leaf blower to the corrugated pipe and yeah. blow all the stuff out. Yeah, and it, it does help because you can see if there's any small leaves or anything that will come up where the gutter by the roof is. Yeah. And uh, it's something that may help her. I don't know, but it seems like it sure helped me through the years. And mine's been buried for, oh, I guess, a good 20 years. 
That's and, a uh, good run with corrugated pipe. You know, yeah, you and, got it in there. I mean, so, but uh, <clears throat> mine, the longest run I got maybe maybe 15 feet away from the house. I had to go around a retaining yeah. wall. But this may help. I don't know, but it's just a suggestion. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. I, I appreciate the, the call, Jim. Um, and, you know, coming up with things like that for everybody, you know, I could tell Jim here's uh, uh, got some ingenuity in him and, and kind of, you know, like like me at my old house out in North County, we had a lot of calcium that would get in the pipes and stuff. And, you know, I built my own device to hook up a, a hose to the kitchen sink and back flush those lines you know, disconnect the water heater, back flush that backwards, clean all that out. I basically did that once a year and avoided, you know, too much calcium in, in the hot water heater, you know, avoided uh, just problems with all the different filters and the rubber washers and stuff. So, yeah, there's, you know, things you can do like that with a little ingenuity that's really cool, can be really helpful. And another thing with the gutters, you know, you, you – Think about your your whole stay in your home. So you're thinking about these gutter covers. If you're going to be in your home for more than 10 years, you're, you're planning, you know, a really good, don't think about it again, leaf guard gutter could really work out well for you. If you're kind of in the middle, one of these other covers might, might do really well. If you're not, or, or even... You know, if you think about it, these companies that, you know, I've watched these gutter cleaning companies. Now a lot of them use leaf blowers. You know, they have a backpack. They've got a tube with a with a S kind of on the end of it, and they can clean a lot of these gutters out from the ground if you have a one-story home, just walking around, clean everything out. You know, so think about, well, what if you hired somebody to clean your gutters two or three times a year? You know, even if that was, even if it was a couple hundred bucks each time, say it's $600 a year and say this perfect gutter is, you know, five or $6,000, well, you can have them cleaned for 10 years. You got to watch inflation. It might go up. So maybe it's seven years, um, something like that. But if you're pretty well knowing you're going to be out in four, then, you know, analyze all these situations for yourself and think about everything that you're going to do, you know, because it can help decide where you put your money, what do you get, why, that sort of thing, and, and how are you maintaining and doing everything. So, yeah, clean your gutters, clean them out all the way to the yard, all that. It would be great. It would be perfect for you. So, uh, Jim, that was a great call, great question. I want to remind everybody else out there, we got one more segment left. If you got something for us, give me a shout, 314 314- Four three six seven nine hundred. We'll take our uh, break here and come back and get all your calls in the in the last segment here. Thanks. Hey guys, Kevin Wheeler here. Join me weeknights at six o'clock for Sports Open Line. We'll cover everything from the Cardinals to the Blues to the local colleges, the national scene. You name it, we've got it covered, and we'll have it for you here on Sports Open Line weeknights at six o'clock on America's Sports Voice KMOX. All right, here we go, everybody. Rich Orris filling in today for Scott Mosby here on the Home Improvement Show. 
lot of great things going on. Got some great questions that just came in. And uh, if you have anything else, we've got just a little bit of time here. Got plenty of time for a call. Feel free to call in 314-436-7900. Talking about these gutters, these downspouts, um, and, and getting your pipes in the ground. And I love, you know, Jim's thing about the leaf blower and, you know, blowing that backwards through and, you know, the the maintenance you need to do to all this. And it kind of reminded me of, you know, something that I've seen done wrong in, 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 the, in, the, in the wrong way all the time with uh, duct tape. And, you know, we always talk about in – you know, duct tape has actually become this kind of, you know, icon image thing of it does everything and everybody should have a role and you can do all this different stuff with it. And, you know, something I, I commonly see when people do their their corrugated pipe underground and they want to use the plastic pop-up emitter at the end of the yard, you know, nice flat little emitter and, and when the water comes, it'll you know, hydrostatic pressure will pop that lid up, water will come out of it, disperse the grade, you can mow right over it, it's really great, but it comes, it's a PVC elbow, so when you try and put that corrugated pipe in that elbow, it just kind of sits there, we know it's going to leak, all this stuff, so it's commonly, what people will do is they duct tape that, and then they put it in the ground, and they cover it with dirt and all this, and and it made me kind of start to think about you know, what is duct tape really good for? And everybody, you know, there's like all these different theories and, you know, the intentional use of duct tape, why they invented it, obviously for duct work to seal all the seams, to tape it up and and hold it in. And I got to tell you, the funny thing is it's kind of second best at that. Actually, when, when, you, when people ask me about sealing their duct work, doing all this, I'm telling you, the aluminized duct tape, you know, it's got a little, it's very sticky. It's like aluminum foil. It's got a paper backing you peel off. That is really has much better lasting value, holds for longer, seals better. And if you've ever seen duct tape just old and dried out and hanging from a piece of duct work. So this whole kind of icon thing that happened with, you know, the know-all, end-all, fix-all of everything with duct tape. And really, when you when you look at it, there's a, there's a certain kind of tape for every single use that actually does better at what it's intended for than duct tape actually even will. And when you, when you look at it and you think about it, so duct tape, you know, it leaves a residue, it dries out, the sun will, will dry it out and everything if it's outside. It breaks down when it's wet. You can't, I've seen it so many times in the ground and all of that. I've seen it, you know, I'll take siding off the side of a house and someone will, will put it on the house wrap and it's it's hanging down. It just, you know, the different temperatures, it can't handle it and it just doesn't work as well. So um, for, for actual cloth tape, there's a tape out there called gaffer tape and it is a little bit easier to work with and a little bit better. It's actually used in the film industry for making props and stuff like that. So it's like duct tape. It's still kind of like this, this not long lasting thing, but it definitely works better than, so there's a, there's a cloth tape out there that actually is better than duct tape. And then of course you've got all your others, you know, 
you're wrapping presents, you got scotch tape, you've got packing tape for your packages, you've got, you know, house wrap tape. In, in our industry, we have flashing tape, painter's tape, um, the house wrap joint tape, ice and water shield for your roof is really a big, you know, three foot wide, sticky, butyl based piece of tape, you know, and imagine, boy, with that, you drive a nail through it and it actually reseals, you know, all of these things, you know, can actually break down, but it's really about the lasting value of when, when water gets to it, when moisture happens, when it gets dried and hot, then cold, then hot, then cold, like in our area, this whole thing is, you know, how does it last the best possible and the longest for you? So actually it's funny because, you know, duct tape is going to be my second go-to on almost everything that you need a certain type of tape for almost never really going to use it. Uh, there's, there's something better for all of it. So think about it, do some research next time you're going for that. You know, there's, there's actually camping tape for like, you're trying to seal up, you know, a, a hole or a leak in, in a tent. There's tape waterproof for that, that will actually last longer and work better than duct tape. So kind of funny how it all is, but thought I would, you know, kind of throw that out there that, you know, duct tape is definitely not the end all know all go to for absolutely everything out there. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, talking about like what I do all the time and going out and visiting people and trying to give good advice and, you know, coming into work for, for Scott Mosby here at Mosby building arts 20 years ago, and, you know, understanding like, you know, I didn't make it real far through college, um, tried my hand in, in a little bit here and there and and just wasn't really into that book learning, that type of thing. But, you know, coming to Mosby, Scott Mosby actually got me back into that and started, you know, saying, hey, we should we should educate a little bit. And I started to learn, you know, it, you'll do better at things that you love and that you enjoy. So, you know, going back to some schooling years back and, and, you know, learning, being trained from the Building Performance Institute, you know, being certified with the EPA on lead safe practices and, you know, from certainty materials on siding and roofing. And, you know, when you're learning about stuff you love, you really start to enjoy it and you can really advance and do better and get excited about it and, you know, so that's a lot of the things after coming here f- with Scott and, and being somewhere different, being with someone that thinks about why, why, why we do things, what are we doing and why are we doing it? How are we helping? What should our goals and our ambitions be, you know, in everything that we do? You know, the first time I, I heard you know, here at Mosby, I worked with, like I said before, I worked with my father. I worked for several other companies. I did carpentry stuff. I built houses. I built room additions. And I've done almost every aspect of, you know, some minor electrical, some minor plumbing, roofing, every aspect of remodeling, you know, pretty much that there is. And I come here to Mosby and I see like a vision and a mission statement. And I'm like, huh, never been at a place that even that, that, that it didn't even exist. It wasn't even a part of the culture or what we were doing. 
you know, and everyone that you ever talked to was more like not willing to train, but always wanted to know what could you do? Can you roof? Can you side? Have you ever done drywall? What can you do for me? And never really put the effort into, hey, let's learn and grow together and let's make this whole industry better. I mean, it's just such a cool way to do everything. And so the years of being here, being now, you know, at Mosby for, for 20 years and seeing the change and the different things, always analyzing what you do, why you do it. I've seen our vision and mission statement actually change at least three times in 20 years. We start to redevelop, boy, we should probably do something like this in there. It makes a whole lot of sense. And, you know, and, and it really just gives the vision to every person throughout the entire company of this is what we're training. This is what we're trying to do. And this is how we want to help people, you know? So just, just the other day, last week, um, this past week, I guess Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Uh, you know, I had a client, I'm looking at adding just a couple grab bars to their shower and, and by the garage door, help them up the step, you know, trying to help people stay in their homes longer and stuff. And, and, you know, so this client says, you know, and I also want a, a new shower door and I'm looking at the shower door and I'm thinking, well, I could use a really good cleaning, but it's not necessarily broken or having an issue. And I'm, so I'm asking like, you know, well, what is it that makes you want a new shower door? And she said, well, it just seems flimsy and it's just wobbly. And when, you know, it, you know, it, as we get older, it's kind of shaking back and forth a little bit when, you, when you're using it. And I'm just, you know, worried that it's getting old, it's getting bad. It's just, and I'm going, well, you know, when you have a shower door, a glass door like that in a plastic track and it needs to slide through it, there's going to be some space. And, you know, so it's going to wobble some back and forth because if you made that perfectly tight, no wobble, then you probably wouldn't be able to actually move the door. So after some levels of conversation of, well, if, if the plastic guide is worn out a little bit and it's wobbling a little bit more, you know, than it used to, but I mean, we're talking like a, a minute fraction of an inch. And if I get you a whole new door, and it wobbles half as much as it does now, are you going to look at that and go, but it's still wobbly, you know? And, and she was so appreciative of, you know, me basically setting a good expectation. You know, I was like, hey, I'd love to help you out. I would absolutely love to put a shower door in for you. But what I don't want, and this is what Scott has taught me over the years, I don't want you to get this new shower door and then be upset later that, boy, it's perfect, it's clean, it's pretty, but it, it pretty much almost wobbles just as much as the last one did. Well, it's kind of going to do that, you know? And so setting those clear expectations, making sure everybody understands, you know, what they're getting. These are the things that we've been driven to do. And this is why I love coming in here and doing the show for Scott and filling in and giving great advice and talking about the things that I've found that kind of disaster relief. You know, I've probably, if you're about to do something and you might do it wrong, I've probably already done that two or three times. You know, Scott has too. A lot of our guys throughout the company, we have, 
years and years and years of experience on this deep bench of, you know, what we can figure out and how we can handle it. And, and then learning and thinking about like, yeah, you're, you know, you're kind of right. Duct tape really isn't like the greatest thing ever. And, you know, I've used these other things and they did end up holding up better. And wow, that was just, that was just so much better, you know? So getting to the right people and, and getting the right advice is just, and do this in every stage of your life. Do it for finance. Do it for your house. Do it for your car. Do it for, you know, figure out what you can. Get educated and make the best out of everything you got. So, hey, I appreciate it today. We got some really great calls. Had a great time filling in. And uh, hopefully I'll be back before too long and I'll get to hang out with everybody soon and do it again for now. Everybody be good out there and I'll talk to you next time.